Nikon D750 has been a venerable and affordable mid-range choice for intermediate photographers for over six years, and many photographers have built the foundations of their careers on it, especially in the event and wedding photography industry. But how does it compare to today's modern options, and is it still worth buying? I'm Dylan, and you're listening to the Live Life Creative Podcast. In this episode, I want to concentrate on the autofocus, image quality, and video features of the Nikon D750 because these are three areas of interest that I think are important to growing photographers in 2021. And I'm talking about the D750 uh, in particular because that's my main camera. You know, I don't have thousands of dollars to buy something new. So first off, autofocus. Autofocus technology has developed in like leaps and bounds since the Nikon D750 was released way back in 2014. And now, with the advent of mirrorless cameras, photographers enjoy fast autofocus from the image sensor itself, which helps it be more accurate instead of the separate autofocus sensor requiring calibration, and that's prone to front or back focusing like in the D750. Now, the D750 can use the image sensor for autofocus in live view, but it is really slow to acquire focus and can lose focus in continuous tracking uh, pretty easily in live view. Uh, In addition... Eye autofocus has really made a huge difference, really revolutionized portrait photography in the last couple of years. And with the ability to focus reliably on the iris, you can now shoot with more confidence at wide open apertures, which is kind of a chancy proposition with the DSLR cameras like the D750. Like sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't quite. And when combined with autofocus points covering 90% or more of the sensor in most recent mirrorless cameras, it has nearly eliminated the focus and recompose method of composition. Now, that method compensates for the relatively small area that autofocus points cover in the viewfinder, but it also can cause the subject to blur as they leave the focus field. But I don't want you to count out the Nikon D750. It has the same autofocus system as the Nikon D4, Nikon's top of the range. I know that's still like two generations ago, but still. And with Nikon's formidable 3D tracking feature, they haven't quite perfected the same thing in their mirrorless cameras. The D750 still provides fast and accurate focusing within the range of those focus points, even though they mostly just cover the middle third-ish of the screen. Image quality. Uh, The Nikon D750, I think it really shines when it comes to image quality. Even the excellent photos from the Nikon Z6 II don't show hugely significant improvement in noise performance or color rendition. Although I think that if you go in and like really pixel peep, it'll reveal some subtle differences. Now, I can only do this off of comparison photos that I've found online, uh, especially like DP Reviews Test Chart or Jared Poland often releases the raw images from new cameras. So this is something that I think the Nikon D750 still is quite equal to modern cameras. The D750 was released after the first megapixel wars, where digital photos were still trying to catch up to film in terms of image quality. And Nikon had, by that time, developed their own, you know, I'd say pretty pleasing natural color sirens for in-camera JPEGs. And it also creates a solid foundation for raw photos. Now, I realize the JPEG processing doesn't affect raw photos, but the raw photos that come out of it are super nice. The D750 married that color science with an ISO invariant sensor that still competes today in terms of low light noise and performance. And I do have quite a bit of experience with the low light performance because uh, I've done event photography for a couple of 
of years when we had events <laughs> and just shooting, you know, in your house at night, it really performs really well. I like it a lot. Uh, but the true difference in image quality that you might see from the Nikon D750 versus a more modern camera might have less to do with the camera body and more to do with the modern lenses associated with mirrorless camera bodies. And in particular, the Canon RF mount and Nikon Z mount lenses, they have a reputation for just like exceptional sharpness and image quality, while a lot of Nikon's F mount lenses have been designed over a period of like 60 years or more, right? And tolerance for sharpness has varied over time. Technology obviously has varied over time. Uh, So you're not going to necessarily get the same image quality out of the lenses associated with the F-mount D750 versus the newer mirrorless mounts. Uh, Many of the F-mount lenses are excellent. Some are not, especially older third-party lenses. But there are not really any RF or Z-mount lenses that are not excellent, like they're all good. That might begin to change over time as third-party manufacturers reverse engineer those mounts and manufacture their own designs. I would say the takeaway on the D750's image quality versus recent cameras is this. It competes quite closely to the newer bodies, as long as you're careful to mount quality glass in front of it. If you put crap in front of it, you're going to get crap. (laughs) Uh, Video features. The Nikon D750 was introduced in 2014 as a multimedia creation tool, according to Nikon's marketing copy. Uh, and at the time, it has some pretty respectable video features. Uh, 1080p at 24, 30, and 60 frames per second. A truly pleasing image quality, as you would expect from its still images. And continuous autofocus for video. While not mind-blowing at the time, you know, it's pretty middle of the road. It was enough to keep up. I would say in 2021, it really falls short. Really, really. Now, uh, the D750's biggest weakness in video is not lack of 4K or higher frame rates, but it's autofocus. It doesn't always detect when the subject has moved out of focus. That's really the issue. When it does try to refocus, it just hunts back and forth, uh, trying to decide where the edges are sharpest before settling down again. But even then, It can often choose to focus on the background or an object in the foreground instead. Sometimes it gives up and focuses on just nothing at all. It's best to switch to manual focus for video on the Nikon D750, at least for me. Or maybe you could use a single shot autofocus after you've finalized your framing and the distance to the subject. And obviously you have to be behind the camera to hit that single shot there. I would say the second biggest weakness in the Nikon D750's video package is the lack of 120 frames per second for slow-mo video. Most of the time, you know, a lot of the time, 60 frames is enough for B-roll purposes, but 120 provides just smoother motion. It compensates even better for shake during handheld shots. You can certainly stabilize footage in post, but it's going to crop your shot in sometimes, and it's going to introduce some unpleasant wobbles and jiggles. And it just doesn't look good. It's not usually the desired effect for achieving a cinematic look in your videos. Now, finally, I place the D750's lack of 4K recording as the third weakness and not the second, because even today, 4K is not universally necessary for video production. It's definitely useful, you know, even if you're only going to crop in with it on a 1080 timeline, but even many commercial clients continue to prefer 1080p delivery over 4K. Ariel Martinez of the iFilmmaker podcast, he's also a commercial video producer in Miami. He dedicated an entire episode speaking to this issue. 
In addition, many displays in use today still aren't 4K resolution, or they're so small that 4K versus 1080 versus even 720, they can be difficult to distinguish. Like, I'm talking about your smartphone. You're not really perceiving true 4K on your smartphone. Like, it's not making a difference for you. One point in the Nikon D750's defense in video. It really does carry over the beautifully natural image quality built into the still side of the camera to the video side. That quality still competes today, I would say, as long as you don't push the colors and the tones too far. I'm pretty sure it records an 8-bit file, not the 10-bit or the 422 or that fancy stuff. And recording externally does not give any improvement to bit depth with it. So you certainly want to get the picture as close to correct in camera as possible. So the real question is, should I buy the Nikon D750 in 2021? That is really what we're here to answer. If you're looking for a full frame photography camera on a budget and you want a lot of options for affordable lenses, then the Nikon D750 is one of the best options available in 2021. Like even now, it is awesome. Even as I write this, B&H is completely out of stock of the D750, both new and used. And even though the video options aren't as good as newer camera bodies, I'm still successfully producing my own videos with it. And I love the photos coming out of it. Like, I'm not going to say I'm like a hugely great video producer or anything, but it looks awesome. Like, it still looks really good. But... If you want more of the modern bells and whistles, or if you want good video options, then you may be interested in other options. Uh, Like, for example, the Nikon Z5 offers 4K recording with a 1.7x crop up to 30 frames per second and 1080 up to 60 frames per second. And it's got like the continuous eye autofocus, the in-body image stabilization. That stuff is really awesome. And that's actually $100 less new than the Nikon D750. You still don't get the best video specs available today, and there aren't as many Z-mount lenses as F-mount, but it's an affordable modern camera in kind of the same price bracket, right? So do you lean more towards taking photos or video? That is going to be the largest factor for you when you decide whether or not to buy the Nikon D750 in 2021. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Creative Podcast. I thought I'd throw something a little bit different in there, a little bit more hands-on and practical and concrete. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and uh, thanks for spending time with me. I'm Dylan with Live Life Creative. Oh, yeah.